Matthew chapter 7, verse 6. Uh, and then we're going to read it in several different versions. I'm going to see if we can find several different versions. So who has ESV? Let's try ESV first. Will you read it out of the ESV, please? Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not bury pearls Okay, don't give dogs what is holy. Do not cast your pearls before pigs. Is that how it says it? Uh, lest they... Uh... One more time. Read it one more time. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack Great. Um, uh, so we, we've, also, we've already given cats a bad name this morning, and now we're turning to dogs and pigs. We're going to cover the whole animal kingdom. Um, does anyone have NIV? I'd be interested to hear NIV. Go ahead with the NIV. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under your feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. Mm, turn and tear you to pieces. Great. Uh, do we have a King James? Let's let's go with King James. In the back. Go ahead with the King James. So here's my big question that I want to talk about as a class. <clears throat> I want to get your take on what are we talking about? As we read this verse, what is it that we're talking about? What is it that Jesus is talking about? What is it that we can talk about here as a class in reference to this verse? And I want, I want to encourage you uh, this. I had a hard time with this. I, I had a hard time with the verse too. Um, I've been in ministry 20, I don't know, 22 years, something like that. Uh, and this verse has always been a little difficult for me, right? So I, I just want to encourage you, uh, don't be afraid to say, hey, here's, what, here's where I'm coming at it from. Uh, don't be afraid to do that, because I'd really like to hear what you guys are pulling out of it. So what is it that we're talking about? What are you pulling out of it? What does this verse make you think? What does this verse make you feel? Okay, great. So there's there's a moment when Jesus is sending out his disciples, kind of saying, "Hey, go get go, get, <clears throat> get at it, go out there." Uh, and then he says, "Hey, don't worry about taking uh, a bag for your journey." Uh, and then one of the things he tells them is, "When you come into a place and they don't want to receive you, leave and don't waste your time. There, dust your feet off because you've done what I've asked you to do." And then let me take care of the rest. Great. There's, there's, some, there's some element of that. I, I definitely see that connection. Somebody else. What does it make you think? What does it make? Great. Okay. Don't, don't be just kind of uh, willy-nilly helping those that are going to take advantage of you. I think there's definite, there's definite truth. Uh, though, though the Lord calls us to be meek, He does not call us to be doormats. And so I definitely see, hey, don't, don't let people take advantage of you because you're going to give, and then you're going to find yourself giving, giving, giving. And then when you have nothing left to give, you're going to find yourself attacked because you don't have anything left to give. Good. Yes, ma'am. Sacred. Uh, would sacred be biblical? Uh, biblical things are sacred. There's, there's, uh, the, the word there is the word also holy. And that's those things that are set aside for a, uh, a special purpose. And so definitely that's the idea. Anybody else? Are the dogs Gentiles here? Uh, And I I think that there's elements of that too, particularly when he brings in the idea of pigs. 
What do you know about Jews and pigs? All I know is when I go to a Jewish party, there's never bacon. That's what, that's what I know. Right? And so there's this element. I, 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 think, I think part of, there's some of that element of, and I don't think it's just Gentiles, but really these people who aren't followers of God like the Jews would be. I definitely think that there's an element of that. Stan, did you raise your hand? or? Absolutely. I think those are some great points. Uh, and as a matter of fact, those are some points that we're going to be exploring here in just a minute. Um, because we do have something that's of great value. And we do have people. I think there's several kinds of people uh, in the world. Uh, there's Christians, obviously. And then on that other end, those who aren't Christians, some aren't Christians and know they need Christ. Right, and those that's low hanging fruit. When you've got someone who isn't a Christian and they know they need God, you come in with the answer and it's 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 picking low hanging fruit. That's the easy stuff, right? But there's <clears throat> there's some who are lost and know they're lost, low hanging fruit. There's some who are lost and don't know they're lost, but if they come to know they're lost they begin to have that desire to be found. It's kind of mid-level fruit. It's kind of like, oh, I, I've never really talked in terms of me being a sinner in need of salvation. I've always just thought I was a good person. And then you realize when you're good without God, you're good for nothing. It just, it's not, it's nothing, right? <clears throat> And, and so you begin, you, you have these simple conversations to bring light, and then the, the light clicks on, right? And then it's like, oh, I, I get it. I see my need, and now I want to find Christ. And then there's those on the far end of the spectrum who are lost and know they're lost and don't feel like being found. And those, that's, that's a really difficult situation to be in. Because a lot of times you can talk to those people and never get anywhere. So I definitely see where Stan is coming from on some of that. Yeah. Definitely, particularly as um, we talk about, uh, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, last week Dan did Matthew 7, probably 1 through 5. And talked about that whole section about judging. And it's interesting that you looked back that way because I think that's a really uh, important thing to do. Kind of look back at the context. And part of this context is that this verse is right there in a part that talks about not judging. And I think that brings some light to what the, what the verse is trying to get us to understand. Again, we'll talk about that here in a second also. Anyone else? So, if not, here's some things that, <clears throat> some verses uh, that I'd love to look at. Um, and as we, because ultimately, ultimately the scripture is examined, one verse is examined in light of its context. That's ultimately important. So you see a verse, you see a surrounding, the surrounding verses to help you understand. Then you also look even further at, okay, this, this, passage, this verse is part of a passage. The passage is part of a chapter. The chapter is part of a book. This book is part of a collection of books called the Bible. 
And so you begin to examine it in light of all of that. A verse doesn't stand alone. A verse stands in the context of the whole Bible. And so we use Scripture to interpret Scripture. That's the way it works. So I want to look at some Scriptures, and I want you to look at this Scripture in light of the Scriptures that I'm going to give you. What are we talking about? Okay, so here's the first couple of Scriptures. Uh, This is uh, Someone Find Proverbs. 16, 24. And then we're also going to look at, boy, that's, and then we're going to look, look, we're going to look at Colossians uh, 4, 6. So someone read to me Proverbs 16, 24, then Colossians 4, 6. And then let's look at this verse in light of what we're talking about in these other two verses. So, Proverbs. Anyone, someone have Proverbs? Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Gracious words are like a honeycomb. Uh, I also like this one in NIV. Who has NIV? Go ahead. Oh, who? Did I? Mm. Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. I like that. Uh, someone give us Colossians 4 6. Go ahead. This is from the NIV. Okay, NIV. Boy, now I'm hungry. Uh, Honeycombs, uh, let it be seasoned with salt. Uh, So let your conversation be filled filled with grace, always seasoned with salt. So in light of this, what do you think Jesus is talking about in Matthew chapter 7? And I think Stan touched on some of this just a minute ago. Yes, ma'am. Gentleness and respect. Be ready to give everyone an answer when they ask about this hope that's within you. So part of what happens here is sometimes we want to do the work of evangelism and we don't want to do it with gentleness and respect. We want to ram it down their throat until they accept. And that gets us nowhere. And by doing that, what we're doing is we're taking the sacred things And just throwing them before dogs, we're taking our pearls and we're casting them before swine. And they don't really care because we haven't taken the opportunity to build relationship. We haven't taken the opportunity to season our conversation with grace. And we just want to rent. I've seen this happen. So when I first went to Bible school, a bunch of us guys decided to go to the mall. And we went to the mall, and in one of those little kiosks near the mall, there's a woman selling these beautiful scarves of some sort. I don't know. They were lots of different colors. Uh, they were definitely uh, African influence. The woman was an African woman um, with a typical African uh, and even Muslim garb uh, on as she's selling these things. And so one of, our, one of my friends... We're standing there, and he goes and he talks to her, and he's an enthusiastic young Bible school student. And so he wants to engage her in uh, in a conversation about eternity, which is fine. But again, she has no connection with him. She's trying to do business. And so he starts the conversation well enough, but then as she begins to give a little pushback, he begins to elevate the tone in his voice. 
and then become more animated. And she's, then she feels the aggression and naturally steps it up also. And then I can see this happening before my eyes. And it's just kind of everyone's taking a step. We are at DEFCON 3, DEFCON 3, right? It's just, it's, it's stepping up every moment. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so about the time it's here, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to bow out and just continue on. And I walked away. And then uh, not long after I walked away, the, con- the conversation had gotten so heated that security came. Guess what we had done without knowing? We had taken the sacred and cast it toward, thrown it towards the dogs. We had taken our pearls and cast it before swine. And there was an attack. I'm not calling a person swine or a dog, but what I'm saying is we had not been careful with those holy things of God to treat them in such a way that it becomes, I want to hear what you're saying and not let me fight you. Does that make sense? As you hear that, what are some of the things? I love that. And that's one of the things we're going to be talking about here in just a minute. But I don't want to just brush it off. Because I do believe that there is this time element where there's a right time to share the right thing. And sometimes we end up casting our pearls before swine because we're trying to share something that is good and right at the wrong time. So we're going to explore that here in just a minute. Knowing how to answer each person. Part of this idea, even what you're talking about, is, is this proverb that is not a biblical proverb, and it might surprise you, it's not a biblical proverb, but it is, there is an essence of truth to it that I believe we find in the scriptures, and it is this idea that we catch more flies with than we do with We catch more flies with honey than we do with vinegar. And sometimes I want someone to come to Christ, and I'm trying to offer them vinegar. And it's just not working. I've had those opportunities where I've come on too strong and people back off. And I've had those opportunities where I begin to give them these building blocks and they begin to nibble on them and, oh, yeah, okay. And then we take them step by step by step. You don't take someone from 1 to 10. You take someone from 1 to 2 and then 2 to 3. And sometimes you can do that in a conversation, but sometimes, and I would even venture to say a lot of times, or even most of the times, it's about building relationship. Uh, Again, and I I probably talk about Young Life too much, but I I love the way Young Life does this. Because in almost every other setting, young people try to get the entire gospel message crammed into their throat in one 25-minute talk. And then they don't know how to process it. And what Young Life does well is it recognizes the sacredness of the entire process and says, you know what? I'm going to give you this piece right now. I'm going to ask you to chew on it and process it and begin to understand it. And then as we do that, I'm going to give you this next piece. And this next piece. The the thing is, and I understand, we want to be the ones to lead everyone to Christ. And guess what? I wish I could be the one to lead everyone to Christ. But sometimes 
I'm just a small piece of the puzzle. There's a song, and, and Stan, something Stan said reminded me of it. There's a song by, uh, by a gentleman named Greg Long, and the song is 15. And the chorus of the song says, If it takes 15 times to hear about Jesus, for someone to believe. Wherever I stand in line, I've got to make a difference, in case it comes down to me. I may be the first... I may be the seventh, there might be years in between, but what if I'm 15? What I want to free you today is, I want to free you today to understand that you're a small piece in a large puzzle. And your job isn't to get someone to the end, and you might have the honor of getting someone to the end. But you also might have the honor, and it's just as important, to move someone down one step. And so take this idea, and don't try to shove it down their throat, because you have to do it right now. Because ultimately, God is sovereign, and he's working in every heart at his pace. So there's there's some of that element there. So uh, again, boy, you think it's going to be a quick class, and then we... Move on. Here's, uh, here's another series of... Here's a big thing that I draw from this uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 6. And it's this idea. A lot of times what we have is not understood by people who are not of a spiritual mindset. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. And that causes conflict sometimes. Uh, particularly at the end of 7-6, at the end of Matthew 7-6. What does it say? Uh, After we cast our pearls before swine, they're going to trample on them and then do what? Attack, right? So there's this element of... just Understand that sometimes we're going to be in a situation and people are going to attack us. How many have ever been attacked because of their faith? I, I have been. I can't say I've been persecuted. I can't say my life has been ever on the line. But people have talked bad about me. It happened a lot in high school, simply because I was a Christian. That happens in this world because we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And and so I think there's a little bit of element of that. And I I want to touch this last one uh, really quick. Um, 1 Corinthians 3.2. And I think this is big also. And this is a little bit of what Miss Tamil... So he's writing to the Corinthians, and he's like, I gave you guys milk, and not me, because you weren't ready for me. And even now, guess what? You're still not ready for meat. And so it's this idea of, I've got to give you the right thing at the right time. How many of you here love steak? Let's, let's be, I know we're in Texas, Amarillo, Texas, right? How many of us love steak? I love steak. Someone asked me, if you had to eat the same meal every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? It would be a steak, a New York strip. I'm a, my, my wife is more ribeye, right? I'm a New York strip kind of guy. Oh, my, my mouth is watering, right? I love New York strip. But would it be wise for me to take my New York strip and take a slice off of it and give it to a one-month-old? No. Because a one-month-old isn't ready for 
New York Strip. It's just not. There are some elements that are missing. Teeth. Right? That would not allow him to take that and process it and digest it in a way that is beneficial to him. Right? It would probably end up getting spit out on the floor. Gummed all the juices, taken out, and then... Or he could choke. Or he could choke. And what, what Paul is saying is, I'm going to give you what you need when you need it. And then as you progress, I'm going to give you the next step of what you need. Guess what? Here, we don't even, we don't even start our kids with like whole milk. You don't just get milk from the fridge and gloop, gloop, gloop into a bottle, right? Maybe you start breastfeeding or you start with formula and then it begins to change. And then maybe you add a little bit of cereal to the formula. You guys remember doing that and make it a little thicker. And then you do baby food, right, that's been all ground up. And then you begin to introduce solids. Oh my gosh, it was, the, it was a glorious day the time my daughter first had an entire bean. I was celebrating. <laughs> yeah, right. But it was the right time for her to do that. I think part of this scripture of taking the sacred and casting it before dogs or pearls before swine is sometimes we want to give people who are just coming to hear for the first time, we want to give them level 27 theology. When they need level 1 Christianity Basics 101. I find it interesting that as Jesus talks with Peter, after Peter has denied him and Jesus tries to bring him back into the fold, Jesus tells Peter, what? Feed my sheep or lambs. He says both. He does not say, feed my giraffes. Right? And sometimes I think we get it backwards. And we think, oh, it's feed my giraffes. And we want to offer everything way up here. And it's just going over the poor lamb's head. And he's like, no, feed my sheep. He says that. And then he says even more, even, bef- even further beyond that, he doesn't just say sheep. He says, feed my what? Lambs. What are lambs? They're baby sheep. Jesus isn't even just saying, hey, all of them are sheep. He's saying, remember, you've got some sheep that have some maturity to them. But you're also going to have to feed my baby lambs that aren't ready for some of the sheep, the, some of the things that the sheep are ready for. And when we try to, I, I, when we try to impress, because sometimes that's what it is, and we don't bring it down to the level where they can digest, we've not handled the sacred well. We've taken our beautiful pearls and just thrown them out there. And they're just not ready to receive them. And so that's, that's that other idea as we talk about this verse. Any questions? Any comments? Um, yes, ma'am. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is, is it warning of what the consequences may be? 
Right. I think I think because there is. Uh, in, in my version, uh, the ESV doesn't use the word may. What version is yours? Maybe NIV? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in my version, it doesn't use the word may. It uses the word less. Like, lest they... So, I think it's this idea of, this is a very likely consequence of treating the sacred things without understanding where they go and how they should be put out there. But it isn't an absolute consequence. Because guess what? Some people receive the message in a very hard way and it's driven through by tough people and God still does His work. And instead of attacking, they're like, you know what? You're right. You're beating me over the head with the Bible and you beat everyone else over the head with the Bible and they've said no to you, but you beat me over the head and I'm realizing you're right. So I think it's that idea of consequences that could happen but don't always necessarily have to happen. Good question. Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. I, exactly. That's exactly right. You give your teaching in accordance with the spiritual capacity of where they're at. Yes, ma'am. Sometimes we start with those very basic, meeting some of those basic needs to give us, to earn us the opportunity to speak into their spiritual lives. I think that's great. I saw another hand. Yes. That's absolutely right. I think, I, I think we need to be uh, uh, observant of where someone spiritually is to give them the right um, portion of what works for them. But at the same time, we as individuals have a responsibility to grow so that we're ready for that next step of our spiritual diet. I think that's a great observation. Anybody else? If not, uh, you don't have much time to chit-chat. Service will be on in 10 minutes. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness and your faithfulness. Thank you for who you are and how you speak to our lives. Our prayer is that you would always help us to understand your word, even when it's hard. Um, Help us to try to dig in and draw for ourselves uh, what you are trying to teach us. We give you thanks and praise in the name of Jesus. Amen.